Repeat after me. This is the book that we want our confirmands to read, to study, to meditate on until the truths in this book and the story that they all tell become their thoughts that guide their actions even to the last day of their lives. Thank you, Jesus, for the Word of God. Thanks be to God. Confirmands. <laughs> you spent a while now, right, getting to this spot, getting to this time, getting to this place in your life where you're ready to take a big leap, become your own person before God. It's a serious decision, as we've talked about several times. A time when you are making up your own mind about who you're going to be and who you're going to become as the years go by. It will not all be as easy as this last year has been. Life can be difficult. It can cause us to struggle. Sooner or later, we all struggle. But what you're doing today, the decision you're making today, is the most important one you can make if you want to live an abundant life that is filled with joy. It's great to get a college education. It's great to get out of high school for all that goes, right? It's great to go to a vocational school. It's great to find a great job. It's great to find the right person in life. But none of that will bring you the fullness you're looking for if you don't have God with you. Today is about relationship. You're making a decision to move in some small way out of the protective umbrella of your parents and your relationship to God in the church into your own relationship with God in the fullness it, it can bring and into the fullness of your place in the church. You're going to take vows that say, I'm serious about this. This is the most important thing to me. It's going to become the central thing for me in all of my life. This book, this story, if you will, of many stories, is a story about a God who created people in his own image. It's a book about a God who not only created people in his own image, but created people so that he might live with them. It's not about a God who created everything and then took off to heaven and just kind of watches us and doesn't get involved anymore in our lives. No, this book is about a God who desires to walk with you, to walk beside you, to talk to you, to listen to you as you talk to him. That's the kind of relationship that God wants with you. This is also a book about a, a God who wants that talking and walking to result in a kind of relationship like I observed today on my way to church this morning early. I think it's the first time in a long time I've been the first one to get to church. I even beat Lauren. Give me brownie points, okay? On my way, the first thing I saw was a man walking his dog down the street. Now, walking is pushing it a little. This gentleman had a lot of years on him. He had an old dog with a gray hairs all around his face. They were walking like this. I didn't know a dog could walk that slow. The man had the dog on a leash, but the leash never got caught. So I'm not for sure if the dog was pulling the man or the man was pulling the dog, but they were so perfectly in sync that the, the leash was limp. They couldn't walk very fast, either one of them but they could walk together. 
I drove about another mile and a half to, to church, and then I rounded a corner, and guess what I saw? Another guy, a much, much younger guy in shorts with two dogs. He was jogging, and the dogs jogging right along beside him, right with him, perfect timing. Everybody was in shape together. And I thought as I saw that, that's sort of what I want for you and God. I want you to know that every step you take, that you're kind of like the puppy running with the father. And now that you're young, I know those leashes are taut. You're pulling against them a lot. you got a lot of energy. you got a lot of things you want to do. Right, guys? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I know I've been watching you. I've been checking you out. And if you run that race well and don't pull too hard against that leash so that God can always have that leash in his hand, when you become an older guy, not like me because I'm not that old yet, but some of those other older guys out there, you'll find that that leash that God has on you is not taut anymore. It's not tight. It's hanging limp because you're taking every step with the Father. You see, that's the result of a relationship that will be built over your whole life. And today, you're at a very important moment in it, a moment of transition when you take your membership vows for yourself and God. But it's not just about a re- uh, joining with God today and being in a relationship with God. It's also about recognizing what God also recognized, that you have to be in relationship with other people. It's tough to get the whole nine of you together, right? You know, some Sundays I'm... I'm we're searching for you in the building, right, to get you all in class. Well, that's kind of the way it works that way. But the reality is you each need each other very much. In fact, of the Ten Commandments that Moses received, the first four were about commandments with God. The next six were about the commandments on how to get along with other people. And when Jesus summed up the law, he said, You must love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, and thy soul, and thy strength. And you must love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you really want to have a full and abundant life, you've got to enter into a relationship with the people around you. You're not going to be the lone ranger. You're not going to be the person who's out there by themselves, just a soloist. You're going to be part of a mass choir, all linked together with the people in your lives, both your fa- immediate family, your extended family, and the neighbors and the places that you live. There's the last and a third thing about relationship I want to say to you today. Today you're professing a relationship with the church. Now, you live in a world where it really doesn't know if the church is that important enough or needs to be at the center of anybody's life anymore. Some people think the church is outdated. And yet, for God, he called the church into being by the power of the Holy Spirit in order that the work of salvation might continue not only in your lives, but in the lives of everybody else around the world. It is God's chosen instrument as a way and tool to work in the world in which we live. So regardless of what the people say today, you're going to stand up here in front of God and everybody, and you're going to say, not only am I want to be in a relationship with God through Jesus, not only do I want to love my neighbor as myself, but I want to be a part of the church, the church of Jesus Christ. I want to be faithful to it, even if it will be faithful to me. There are many people behind you who have been sustained in life because of the, their relationship to the church. When times got tough. There are many people around this place who've grown up together over the years in classes of adults that have been together for years. They know what it means to be a part of the church. And you're going to say, I'm going to ask you the question in just a few minutes. Will you uphold it with your prayers? 
And you pray for the church and the people in it by name when they need you. When they're sick and when they're down at the chancel rail and they need somebody to come and pray with them, will you come? With your presence, are you going to have to be driven to church by your parents or lassoed and try to pull in by the youth pastor? No, that's not going to happen, right? But you're deciding on your own to take a vow to be present here. Your gifts, yes, you're going to give. Your service, yes, you're going to serve. I'm so happy that all of you have already signed up to help with VBS. Almost every one of you, I think. I'm not sure if everybody has, but if you haven't, I'm sure you're intending to at the end of the service. Thank you guys for pointing out the, the, the guy who's a little behind you. You can get even with them later in the service. I'll ask them. Okay, gotcha. That's the way it works. You're going to give a witness. You're going to tell your friends about church. You're going to take the youth group of 30 that you're going to go into as seventh graders, and you're going to turn it into a youth group of 75. You're going to do that in six years. So get started. Don't mess around. Share with your friends, your neighbors, about what the church can mean to them. Congregation, I said nothing to them that hasn't been said to you. The vows they take are the same vows that you will take. At the heart of life is a critical choice we must all make. Am I going to be in relationship with God through Jesus, with people out of the love of, that I've experienced that I'm sharing with them? Am I going to be in relationship with the church as a fundamental part of God's plans for the world? Or am I just going to go it alone? Simple fact. Regardless of what anybody tells you, regardless of what anybody says. Are you ready? This book, the Bible up there, this is a hymnal. The Bible knows nothing about solitary Christianity. Christianity is a faith that's lived in community. You can't do it alone, not well. You say, well, I know somebody who doesn't go to church or doesn't ever go to church, and they're a Christian. You know what they are? Barely a Christian. Getting by, but not getting abundant living. God ordained it to be that way. So when you get really wise, I know, you know, you're smart now, I get it. But in about four or five years, oh, man, you're going to be so much smarter. And then you're another year or two, you'll be smart enough to go off to college. And then you'll become so smart, you don't think you ever need to go to church again. And the quality of your life starts going in the other direction. Keep in relationship with the Father, with the Son, with other people, and with the church. And you'll get the things you want out of life. You'll receive more than you ever planned for. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, I thank you for these young men and women. Boys and girls, we call them now, but now we're about ready to call them youth. Taking that important step forward in their life and in their service to you. Bless them as they respond and partake today of all you've planned for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.